How might your next political discussion be different if your ego is not invited? Today I'm going to explain what I even mean by that, and I'm going to share some truth with you that we can all agree on. Left or right, black or white, everybody, baby. I mean everybody. This is episode number eight. I'm Alex Martinson, and I'm a firm believer that the millennial generation has a great responsibility, even a sacred duty, to rise up and lead. The future of the United States, and even the world, is largely in the hands of the millennials. I believe true leadership begins first with becoming a powerful leader of our own personal life. The purpose of this podcast is to help us work together to do just that. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. start this episode out by sharing an expression of gratitude. And the thing is, this isn't about me wanting you to hear specifically what it is that I'm grateful for. It's not that I want you to think that I have this great life. The the point is entirely to help you get maybe an idea, maybe allow this to serve as a catalyst for you in your own efforts to increase the brightness of your mental and emotional state Uh, you know if it could be in some way a catalyst to you creating a peak state in the morning time or in the middle of a day where you're starting to feel like your energy level and your brightness level has has started to dim and the invite is this if you want to just just put your hand over your heart all right. And uh, unless you're driving, you know, maybe just close your eyes for a second. And the idea is try to feel your heartbeat with your hand. So do what you got to do to be able to feel your heartbeat. And consider for a moment the last time that you were specifically grateful for your heart. And imagine that you are telling your own heart, thank you. And what are you thanking your heart for? The thing amazing, the thing that's amazing about our heart is it has been beating for us since the time that we were still 35 weeks away from taking our first breath. 35 weeks away from being born, this same heart, although it was much smaller, has been beating ever since. It hasn't uh, needed to be asked. It has not taken any breaks. And regardless of if what you and I were doing was good or bad, if we were happy or sad, sleeping or running, our heart has quietly beat for us every single day, keeping us alive, keeping us safe. And they say your heart beats about 100,000 times per day, which means it beats about 35 million times per year. And how many of those individual beats did we have to think about? Did we have to do anything? 
when we can bring ourselves out of the mindset and the frame of mind of thinking about all that could be considered wrong about the world, anything that potentially could happen next in the story, anything that did happen in the past that causes us pain and grief and causes our overall state to diminish. There's something really powerful about bringing ourselves to a very present place using something like the actual beat of our heart right now to cause us to come to right here in this moment present and to feel overwhelmed with gratitude for something that maybe we've never actually been consciously grateful for something as specific as the beating of your heart. And when we can do something like this and then say to ourselves, whether in our own mind or out loud, I am so happy to be alive today. I love my life. I am the happiest that I have ever been. I am learning, I am loving, and I'm leaving a legacy. I love this game. I am not perfect, and I am okay. So I hope you're feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling grateful. Gratitude, certainly one of the greatest principles with which we can align ourselves in the pursuit of a happy life. So I'm excited to talk to you about this idea here because the idea, by the way, is how we can learn to release our ego in times of argument, debate, where there's a lot of opinions to be thrown around and there's a lot of decisions to be made. Decisions as, as to what will I say, what will I not say? What will I do, what will I not do? And as we try to have kind of an enlightened perspective on why would we decide to say something or decide not to say something. And if we can be a little bit uh, you know, inquisitive as to what are the motivations at play when we do or don't do something. And I think specifically we can apply this to our social media behavior. Um, I think that that's something that most listening to this could relate to, something that seems to be extremely relevant right now. And, uh, you know, in case you're listening to this 40 years from now, let me just uh, catch you up. It's June 2020. Now, you'll probably go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I read about that one. That one was a fun year. Um, there's just a lot going on in the world today. Believe it or not, there's a lot more good going on than bad. You might, you, you might not know that, you know? How, how could we even know that? With uh, the media that we're exposed to and the social media we're exposed to, there's a lot of good going on in the world. But we are aware of a lot of contention and, uh, and hatred, anger, all the emotions. There's just a lot of it. It's always been there, but it just seems, you know, this, this week, this month, so far this year, uh, maybe someone's just, the volume has turned up a little bit, you know, a little more intense. And so here's the thing. I just want to get right to the heart of this, okay? I believe firmly that you and I are made from two, two different parts, Okay, and I'm not talking as much about the body and the spirit. I'm talking about in the realm of consciousness. And uh, hey, I'm no psychology professor here. Okay, so yeah, 
I'm going to mispronounce some things, you know, misquote Aristotle. I'm not going to quote Aristotle. I'm just going to tell you what I think here. All right. That's the beauty of this thing. Let me know what you think. I'm just going to tell you what I think, what I believe, what I'm learning. All right. There's two versions of our consciousness. Our sense of self, better said. We know about the, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind. This is a little different. This is more about our sense of identity. Okay, there's two versions of our sense of identity. There is the true self, also called the higher self. Um, I have a good friend that likes to call it the soul. And there is the ego self, the ego, the infamous ego. I've talked about ego before, and it uh, won't be the last time I talk about ego, because beginning to understand more about the role that ego plays in my life and has played in my life ever since I was about two years old, which is apparently when this version of self starts to emerge. Learning more about the role that ego has played and how to release the ego on command or redirect the ego uh, has truly been one of the most impactful changes uh, or, or areas of development that I've undergone in the last couple of years. So here's the thing. The ego is concerned with looking right, winning, feeling okay, and having others feel that we are okay. The ego self looks for feedback and evidence, we could say, to serve as this symbol that, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. The choice to use the language I'm okay or to be okay is intentional um, because there's this idea that we were kind of conditioned for this when we were little kids and mom and dad would say, you're okay, you're okay. They'd put you back on your bike because you fell off. You're okay. We just want to be okay. And I want you to think about the last time that somebody challenged you on an opinion or a belief that you hold deeply. And maybe the way they did it seemed um, so harsh, uh, maybe you know, arrogant, like they were so sure. And, and uh, you just felt, how did you feel? Have you felt that rush? that little bit of adrenaline rush, that, that feeling of hold on, hey, hold on here. And you start to share your point. We see this every day. We intentionally watch it. It's interesting. We, we find this to be entertaining. You know, a lot of the shows we watch, we like to watch people debating opposite arguments and we see egos at war. Um, we know that an ego is at war when, when there's a lot of excess emotion and passion Maybe because, you know, when the ego is really fully engaged, he or she leaves nothing, holds nothing back in, in its attempt to restore a feeling of, okay, I'm okay, I'm right, I look okay, I look right, I'm on the right team, I'm okay, I'm smart, I won, I'm winning. The issue is when we are centered on our ego or we live life through kind of an egocentric paradigm 
The reason this doesn't serve us is because there is a side effect of pain and suffering. It's, it's just the way it is. We don't feel very good when our ego is engaged, especially for long periods of time. And so there is a little bit of an alternative here. I even wrote some notes today. That's how seriously we're taking this one. Okay. I just want to tell you about a, a framework for kind of deciding when to say something, when to say nothing. All right. Understanding a little bit of like, what's at play? What's at play when we're thinking through, do I say this? Do I say this? Um, here's the deal. I want to talk about what if, okay? What if you and I were more committed to integrity than we were committed to the pursuit of looking right? Then I would ask, what is the definition of integrity? Um, there's a few different you know, versions of this, but let me just suggest one. Let me suggest that integrity does not have to do with good or bad. That instead, integrity really just means alignment with what you said you would do, who you said you are, who you implied that you are. To the degree that we're in alignment with what we said or implied, we have integrity. So I've used this analogy before, but if I said I'm a bank robber and I go rob a bank, according to this version of integrity, I have integrity. All right. Now, most often, you know, most often we find virtue combined in with integrity. But consider that integrity is, is just what I said it is. Now, that would leave us to the question, well, what is it that I say I want to do? Or who is it that I say I am? I need to know that first, so then I can determine if I'm having integrity. And the great part is that we can remake ourselves. We're, in cha we're changing all the time. We're in the process of conversion from an old version to a new version. Um, we're progressing, right? So we get to ask the question, who do I want to be? And let's just imagine that uh, after some soul searching, you know, deeply, you find, you know, deep in your heart, you find that your purest motivation comes from a sense of, I want to serve. You know, as it relates to what do I want to do down here on this planet in relation to other human beings? Like, what is my, what is my desire? What if at its core it is to serve? defined as doing something that will reduce the pain and suffering of another. So if that's what we say we want to be, if that's who we say we are, imagine that we're more committed to having integrity than we are to looking and feeling right or justified or smart or okay. So I think what happens here is the next time we find ourselves in a situation where the ego begins to feel warm, we start to get a little hot, we start to start to shake our head, we want to say something, let's take a second and ask the question, am I centered on ego right now? Or am I centered on integrity? 
integrity to my expressed desire to serve, to reduce pain and suffering in the world. If we can release our ego in that moment, which one of the ways to do this is just, I'm okay, I'm safe. I am okay, I'm safe. Everything always works out. I am okay. And then we think, is what I thought about saying or doing going to serve those who hear it, read it, see it? Now, we don't know for sure, but we're asking the question, do I think it's very likely that this will reduce pain and suffering, that this will move the person on the other end to feel better after consuming this content than before they consumed it? Or is the motivation mostly coming from a desire to be seen as smart, right, winning, looking good, looking thoughtful, looking virtuous, right? This is not easy. And I am not the shining example of this. I happen to be aware of this principle and, and kind of was privileged, fortunate to learn this principle uh, in this way with this type of language, you know, this type of explanation. And it's been super helpful for me. And so I desire to share it because maybe it will be the same for you. Um, so consider that. Consider that you could be in an argument, a discussion with someone you love, and they say something contrary to your belief on an issue. And let's just say it's a pretty hot topic. This isn't like they're arguing with you about the weather. This is like, you know, one of the big ones. And this is someone that uh, maybe you didn't expect them to say what they just said. Imagine that there is a version where we can go through this without irritation, without anger, without adrenaline rush, without, I'm going to stay up for three hours because I can't fall asleep because I'm replaying this in my head over and over and over. What should I have said? What did I say? What am I going to say? Imagine that there is a version where we can be at peace because our ego has been released. I'm not doing things from, from a desire to restore a feeling of looking right. I am simply operating through a paradigm of, will this serve another? That's kind of it. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for, for listening to that. Okay, did that make sense? Let's see if I got any uh, other notes here for you. That's the big thing here, brothers and sisters. Yeah. I think most of us, most of us, most of us have experienced uh, that feeling of contention. And I want to introduce one other area where I think that this is applicable. Okay. It is the ego that would provoke us 
to, in a flash of irritation and desire to look okay, say something, yell something, maybe, maybe even throw something. It also can be the ego side of us that would keep us from saying anything because the ego is afraid. What if I don't say the right thing? What if it doesn't come out just right? What if I ruffle some feathers? What if this changes the way they think of me? And per this conversation that we're having here, okay, through, through the context of, you know, this understanding that we can be centered on a desire to simply have integrity and make decisions from that place. We will make decisions more accurately. We'll make better decisions, you know, choices that are more in line with our true self, the best version of us, the version of us that genuinely loves other people, the version of us that if the person with whom we're, uh, you know, debating on social media, if they were to be sitting in our office, knee to knee with us, that you, you would feel much more like a kind person to them. You'd love them. You'd, you'd probably say, Hey, sorry about the other day, man. I was a little bit uh, fired up. Can I get you a, a bottle of water, man? We're, we're probably more similar than different. You know, that person, like I want to make decisions that that person makes, but it's hard because we get hijacked by our ego. He's like a shadow. How hard is it to get away from your shadow? It's like always following you around, but we can do it. We can do it. I believe in you. Um, I believe in the human race. We have a common heritage. I do believe we are all children of God, the same God, and he loves everyone equally because he has given each the same infinite potential. I'm happy to be here, happy to live in this country. I'm happy to have the opportunities that I have to learn to manage my ego and to learn to operate through a paradigm of service and to have opportunities to eat humble pie when I stray from that and when I spend time in ego. Lots of opportunities to eat humble pie and to say, I'm going to course correct here and here and here. And what's amazing is I know that I will act out again. I know that I will have an unkind thought towards someone again. And I'm okay. And I still have love for myself, still have grace. Because why? We are relentlessly committed to progress. We are relentlessly committed to doing better and to being better. And that is why we can rest assured that we are part of the sharing, uh, we are part of sharing the good, part of, part of sharing, you know, and spreading light and truth. Okay. I say that not to sound 
that's not to exalt oneself. That is to encourage oneself that even when we feel badly about something we've said or done, we can rest assured that, oh yeah, that was, I expected to act out again. I expected that, that I would say something out of alignment or without integrity. And I told myself beforehand, I would be quick to course correct, quick to give myself a little grace because of my relentless determination to progress. That's all I got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Let's continue to pray for our country. Let's pray for the leaders of our country. Let's pray for the citizens of our country. That we can hold this thing together and that we can have a better, more united country tomorrow than we do today. And that is episode number eight. Love you.